you know. Welcome aboard. Hello, everyone. It's time for Compton's Quarters Podcast. This is like our 83rd episode, I believe, give or take. Mr. Davy Longwood will correct me. Mandy is not here right now, but she may show up. But for now, everybody's got their glass of cheer and our guest, Miss Gina Marie. Hi, huzzah! Hi, huzzah! Wow. And we always like to tell everybody what we're drinking here in the studio. That's good. Hi, Bombarda Rum. It's one of two bottles that I had, and we're trying to work out a deal with Bombarda, along with Adam Morrow, who's a representative up in the Carolinas. We're trying to work out some kind of representation here in St. Augustine. So, first things first, how can you find us? Look at that. Davey's right on board. YouTube. Use that QR code. Go to YouTube. Like us. Subscribe to us. We'll give you the numbers at the end of the show about our subscribers. And be ready to watch us every Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we could use all the people we can getting them here to be a part of Captain's Quarters Podcast. We've done really well. We've got a lot of subscribers, and we're reaching out all over the country. In fact, all over the world now. So we want you to be a part of our family. So go use that QR code or go to YouTube, find Captain's Quarters Podcast, like us, subscribe to us. Make sure it's the right one, because we found out there's quite a few different Captain's Quarters podcasts, and most of those are all Star Trek people. Hey, <laughs> we're pirates. That's what you want to stick with, pirates. So there you are. Like us, subscribe to us, YouTube, Captain's Quarters podcast. Thank you very much. Now, eight bells. Tonight we're going to do a little something different. We're going to do our normal eight bells, but don't turn away once we're done. Eight Bells tonight, ladies and gentlemen, sponsored by the Riker Reenactment family. They are reenactors here in St. Augustine and about all about Florida. Rangers and, well, they're a good part of St. Augustine Swashbucklers also. So our Eight Bells, three of the, eight, three of the four Eight Bell people tonight you may recognize. So go ahead, Mr. Davey. The first one, Jerry Springer, otherwise known as Gerald Norman, Norman Springer an American broadcaster, journalist, and almost everybody knows him from the Jerry Springer Show. Uh, how can you not have known about the Jerry Springer Show? And he was, how old? 79 when he passed on. Another one that most everybody, if you're not, if, if you don't know this name, then you don't know anything about music, and that would be Harry Belafonte. Aye. aye oh. No, it's Deo, isn't it? Yeah. I, anyway, I'm not a singer, so let's go on back and start talking about him. A singer, an actor, and an activist who popularized cal Calypso music to the international audience. He was 96 years old, ladies and gentlemen. Deo, the Banana Boat song, Jump in the Line, uh, Shake Shake Sonora, which was used on, a Beetle on the Beetlejuice movie, and Jamaica Farewell and Mary's Boy Child. There. So that's Harry Belafonte, ladies and gentlemen, 1927 to 2023. Third up on our list, Timothy Greg Bachman. If you don't know who Bachman Turner Overdrive was, well, then you don't know your rock music. Ladies and gentlemen, 30 million albums sold worldwide and also featured his brothers Randy and Robbie uh, and Fred Turner. 
He was 71 years old. And another one, Mike Pride was an American author and journalist best known for his long tenure as editor of the Concord Monitor of Concord, New Hampshire. He was the author or co-author of several books on the American Civil War and World War II. He grew up in Florida. He attended the University of Florida in Gainesville and the University of Southern Florida in Tampa, Florida, ultimately receiving a BA in American Studies from the latter. He was also a Russian linguist from 66 to 77 for the United States Army, and, well, he lived to be 76. So we give eight bells to all of them. Before you hit the bells there to Mr. Davy, I must make sure that myself and our guest has a little swallow here. Just a little bit. We don't want anybody having bad experiences on our show like it's been in the past, that Captain Mayhem. We always know why the rum is gone. Davy, eight bells, please. To the families and fans of those four icons in our history in the United States, we send you our prayers, our wishes, and our condolences. Aye. Aye. Now, a special eight bells tonight. This past weekend, three very prominent people of St. Augustine, Florida, um, were killed in a very tragic car accident in South Carolina on Friday morning, and the word was out by Saturday morning to everybody. That would be Sylvia Martin McGinnis and Jason Martin, husband and wife. Lady Red, they were big with the reenactment community. They were big with the royal family. They were big with the pirate community. And Sylvia's sister, Miss Sandra McGinnis Connors. And she was a big part of the pirate community as well. I, my relationship with Sylvia started in 2007 when I first became a part of the pirate community here in St. Augustine. And we worked together to make a very successful 2008 pirate gathering. And we've had a relationship ever since. I would say that their loss, their family's loss, the community's loss is great. And we here at the podcast, along with Blue Lotus, Ancient City Sirens, St. Augustine Swashbucklers, we pass our condolences on to the family members that they leave behind. And we hope that they will see a great rainbow at the end and their lives will still go on positively. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I always like to throw a little history here, so I want to try this out for you. When I was in the 11th grade, which would be 50 years ago, coming up here soon, a verse, a quote, struck me very prominently in the 11th grade, and I've kept it with me ever since. I've used it often, and that quote, ladies and gentlemen, is by a man named John Don. He was a poet, a priest, and a lawyer in England from 1572 to 1631. He was age 59 when he died. But many people know his quote, but only a part of it, ladies and gentlemen, only a small part of it do they know. I prefer to share with you the entire quote. Any man's death diminishes me because I am involved in mankind and therefore never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. Now, what does that suggest, ladies and gentlemen? 
His writings suggest, or essentially argues, that people need each other and are better together than they are in isolation because every individual is one piece of a greater whole and that whole is humanity itself. The city of St. Augustine has lost three fantastic people that really did a lot for the reenactment community, the historic Florida militia, the pirate community, which would be ancient city privateers, Blackhearts, St. Augustine swashbucklers, crew of the 13. She had a part in all of them, and also the royal family. She was a very big part of the royal family. We have lost a great presence in our society. And yes, any man's death should be diminishing to us all because we're all connected. Mr. Longwood, eight bells. Especially to all the families of Sylvia, Sandra, and Jason, our heartfelt condolences to each and every one of you. Your community of family will stand with you when you're in need. But for now, we give you our prayers and our blessings. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, <coughs> be watching because I do know that there will be a memorial and funeral, but all of that has not been planned and it's not my place to promote that. It'll be taken care of properly by the family and if they share with me the information, I will share with our listeners and our followers. For now though, ladies and gentlemen, we move on to the rest of our show. Let's have Joke of the Week with Minnie Mayhem. <laughs> now that is spot gentlemen shiver me pictures with scarlet Deerheart. she is our sponsor for joke of the week mini mayhem come on out ahoy mates mini mayhem here with the joke of the week sponsored by shiver me pictures why is pirating so addictive think about it and i will give you the answer at the end of the show why are pirates so addictive What's that? Why is it so addictive to be a pirate? Right. Well, we'll find out at the end of the show, ladies and gentlemen, at the very end of the show. We also do a quote of the week, and that's always brought to us by Spyglass Travel, ladies and gentlemen. Spyglass Travel is a great travel tourist organization here in St. Augustine. That If you want a great walking tour of St. Augustine, call up Spyglass Travel. They'll give you a fantastic walking historical tour of St. Augustine. And what is our quote of the week, Mr. Longwood? Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're probably right. Well, that's pretty plain and simple. That was by Henry Ford, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm sure he had many failures before he had many successes, as it is with most people. We learn from our failures to make our successes better. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're probably right. Good job, Mr. Longwood. I like that one. Very good, very good. And, of course, question of the week. Now, this is sponsored by our good friends, Ancient City Sirens, which is part of Gina Marie's crew, which she is the leader of. And this quote this week, because we've been on for about a year and a half now, 
we're always trying to make some good ideas, take some good ideas and make some changes with what we do. So this question this week is, what is your favorite part of the Captain's Quarters podcast? I know this opens us up to all kinds of things, but I'm willing to take it. If you like something we do, let us know. If you don't like something we do, let us know. If you've got some changes or some ideas, let us know. That's how you improve. And we're open to constructive criticism, ladies and gentlemen. Constructive criticism. So, there's your question. We'll look down the list of in entries here and see what happens later on in the show. For now, though, Crew Adventures. <laughs> As we sit here looking at the screen. You, mean what, uh, you want to know what's coming up then? Right. That's right. Crew Adventures, <laughs> podcast and or swashbucklers. Right now, May 13th, there'll be a Pirates-only tour of the museum, sponsored by Captain William Mayhem. Midsummer Night's Dream, June 17th, has been put on hold until 2024. Talk Like a Pirate Day special podcast on September 18th, and of course, our great spooktacular, October 27, 28, and 29. That list will be longer by next week, because we're doing some things special between the Seawolf Privateers, Ancient City Sirens, Blue Lotus, St. Augustine Swashbucklers, we're putting an entire list together so you know what all of us are doing, so you can make plans to attend, support, or be a part of. And we'll be presenting that list next week, starting next week. But, crew adventures for other crews. I think this would be the part I want to talk about my adventure this past weekend. What do you say, Mr. Longwood? Are you prepared uh, um, for that? Yes, I was, uh, Adam was kind enough to send me a whole mess of pictures, which I put into a short little video clip. Very good, as I knew you would. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I was in South Carolina to celebrate Adam Morrow's birthday. And he does a little thing in his backyard. He has a very nice setup backyard, you'll see by the pictures. And he had a lot of guests, somewhere between 65 and 85 guests for the night. Mr. Uh, Pugh, the quartermaster of St. Augustine Swashbucklers and myself attended. The podcast supported it, and we set up a, our tent and our fly. We had rum, Mr. Pugh, Mr. Leon himself. He's a great cook. We had some green chili stew and had a great time. The only problem was the party started at 6. Just before 9 o'clock, the skies opened up. Good thing we had our fly, and we were well protected with the canvas and had a great night drinking all the rum we could get our hands on. It was a lot of fun. But go ahead, Mr. Longwood, show us that video.
It was a grand time, ladies and gentlemen, in South Carolina we were. We got there on Friday afternoon and set our encampment up. A couple of other crews came over and encamped. The King Charles Revenge, they were a part of it, and it was a lot of fun to meet them, and they are now interested in attending Old City Pirate Fest 2024. So we're looking forward to that also. And they do this wonderful display of how it would have been to visit the doctor on board a Navy or a pirate ship. It's a bit gory. They did a, a leg amputation. It was very interesting. I also met three authors there, one we've already talked about, but two others. One of them is Jeremy Moss, and he wrote a book, The Life and Trials of the Gentleman Pirate Steed Bonnet. And I got one of his books, and he wants to come to Old City Pirate Festival in 2024 to be on Author's Row. That now gives us six authors on Author's Row, but guess what? It's not just going to stop at six. Matt McLean, he's written two books, Piracy Papers, Primary Source Documents from the Golden Age of Piracy, and A Merry Life and a Short One. I got both of his books. He also wants to be a part of Old City Pirate Fest for Authors Row. That now gives us seven authors for Authors Row. And the deal we have with authors is that they, we give them the space, we charge them no money whatsoever, we don't give them any money, but we do give them a couple of other things besides free publicity. And we hope that we get the word of their books out there. So I have three more books to add to my collection, more reading. I don't know if I'll ever get to all the reading I have to do, but I do have more reading to go for. And there was a great musician there, and for the life of me, I wasn't smart enough to write down his his name, but he's from Delray Beach, somewhere down south of us, and he's a great chanty and old, old Irish folk singer. I believe we'll be having him there, also at Old City Pilot Fest. And then I received a gift myself. Look at this mug. Beautiful. Isn't this great? Hi. It's beautiful. This is my new beer drinking mug, and yes, believe it or not, there's beer in it. <laughs> of course. Hi, it's lovely. I'm very, very happy with this gift. I thank Adam and his lovely better half for the hospitality they gave us there. I know Mr. Leon had a good time, too. Hi. Paul Rowan. Thank you, Captain Moran. Uh, uh, Captain Morrow, I completely forgot the name and didn't write it down. So there we have it. I knew I had people watching out for me on my back there. So there we have it. So ladies and gentlemen, we've done everything we're supposed to do. It's now at the 19-minute mark. <laughs> oh, that's right. We do need to talk about this weekend. May the 6th, the Seawolf Privateers benefit Pirates of the Caribbean Monopoly game. Sponsored by Carabas Italian Grill. Five to nine on Saturday night, Palm Coast Community Center. I and the lady CC will be there in, on Saturday evening enjoying the company of the Seawolf Privateers. And I do believe that we have about eight to ten of our crew also going down to be a part of it. It should be a rousing good time playing Monopoly. I've already started taking Monopoly money off of all the other games I can find. <laughs> so I plan on winning. I. Right. And there, look at that. Hi, Captain Seawolf Privateers are here. They're here watching us, too. We look forward to seeing you on Saturday evening. And, you know, that does remind me of one other thing. I, I, I should put this up. This goes back to our very special eight bells. The, um, the historic Florida militia every so often does a saunter down St. George Street 
in their garb to talk to tourists and talk about um, the history of Florida. Sorry, I was distracted by somebody <laughs> spilling stuff all over the floor over there. And it wasn't Miss Gina. Had it been me spilling, there had been screaming going on, but I'm going to keep it to myself. Anyway, back to the point. So they're doing a saunter this Saturday night. It was already scheduled on their calendar. They're doing a saunter. But because of Sylvia and Jason and the loss of them, they have opened their saunter up to any and all of the pirate crews that would like to come down and be a part of it also. Um, they will be, as I saw it posted, they will be relaxed on the issues of garb. So if you can go down and be a part of it, that would be wonderful. I, as it's already been stated, we're already down in Palm Coast at a community charity event, but we wish them well. And I do believe they meet at the Spanish Bakery. I do not know the time. If anybody is watching that may know the time, please pop it up there real quick for me so we can let everybody know. I do not remember the time. It sticks in my head at, at around 5.30 or 6 o'clock. 5.30. 5.30. We'll go with that. If you're there at 5.30 and they don't go to 6, then you're 30 minutes early. Have some food at the Spanish Bakery and enjoy their food. That sounds good to me. On that note, ladies and gentlemen... I don't always get the pr privilege of having such a lovely guest, but I we're going to introduce her first as Captain Cannonballs. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Gina Marie of the Blue Lotus Dance Group and also Ancient City Sirens, an all-pirate female pirate group. Indeed. Indeed. So, what do you want to talk about? Well, it's a little surreal. Yeah. You know, um, just taken aback by the recent happenings and the accident that involved three of our local St. Augustine residents and Sylvia, very pivotal in the pirate community, and was just expecting this to be a lighthearted show and um, always enjoy talking with you and, and spending time with you. So I'm a little bit taken aback and I just want to say that I'm very sorry condolences to the family all the friends of Sylvia and Jason and Sandra Sylvia was pivotal in getting me involved with the pirate community 15 years ago she's one of the first pirates that I met in town and um, got me working with the pirate community very early on and and uh, kept me busy for many many years so you will be missed and it is, it is that 15-year-ago mark that we started working together, and we've worked together ever since. Indeed, we so, have. So Sylvia was a mover and a shaker in the community. Um, she brought the pirates together. Um, she brought the reenactors in. Um, she was very big with the royal family. I myself have, I think, three letters of mark from the royal family. At three separate times, I was honored by the royal family. And so it, it is a great loss. So we we do hope um, that the family does well. And I always have problems talking about these kind of things because in my life, I hate it when somebody comes to me and says something that is just a saying, a colloquialism, or, or, or a way to make you feel good. And it's one of those things that, you know, for example, oh, well, this door closed. That means another door is going to open. Duh. That doesn't really help me with my feelings. Um, so it's really hard to say anything and, and, and make sure that what you're saying has meaning behind it. 
So the meaning behind everything that we're saying here is that she was a big part of the community. Her and Jason will be very, very missed. And uh, I'm sure that it will cause ripples in the... It will be change. It will, it will cause change in ripples. Change. It really will. Yes. So, but, yep, we worked together on... 2000, did, were you at 2008 Pirate Gathering? I was at the second Pirate Gathering. Second Pirate Gathering. So, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. But, Miss Gina, in my opinion, is the best belly dancer in the world. Now, she won't admit that. Look at that picture right there. That, that's a celebrity shot right there. I, I am proud to have her sitting here at our show. And we're going to talk about something uh, oh, and there, there's, there's her start. Yep, Mr. Longwood knew Thanks, he knew baby. he was going to have the ch chance to just make her look good. And there she is. There's Miss Gina. At, what are you? Six ten. years old? I was ten. Ten years old. Yeah. Wow. I bet she was a heartbreaker. Yeah. That was my first solo. Really? Mm-hmm. And you sat down to do it. Well, I did floor work. Oh, okay, floor work. There was a cane, and there was floor work involved, and. It's a funny story because when I did the routine, the, the DJ, the sound person, was supposed to fade my music out, and he didn't. So I was down in a pose, and I had to decide right then, are you going to improv this, or are you just going to get up and walk off the stage? So I improv the rest of the routine, and I won the competition. Wow, look at that. At 10 years <laughs> 10 old, years already old. wowing and winning. So How about I love, that? I love group improvisational dance, and it's one of the, the things that I teach often and love to train other dancers in group improvisational dance. So that's one other thing you and I have in common. Besides being entertainers, we have one other thing in common by you saying improvisational, because almost everything I do, especially because of my comedy club background, it's all improv i love improv it means that you have to think on your feet it means that you also have to understand your audience read your audience and the success of whatever you do is dependent on whether you can do it right exactly and sometimes it doesn't work exactly yes yeah, so it's it, not for everybody it isn't for everybody because it can be very scary for those people that don't know improv i'll give you another example we haven't shown it for a long time but several, two, three years ago, two years ago, I guess it was, we did a really great Halloween video. And I knew that my own friend there, Gunnar Henley, would be a great actor, character actor for this one thing that I wanted to do in it. And he did it right. I mean, he, he, I could see it. And he did it almost perfect first time out. The only time we had to do, reason we had to do other takes was just to get other angles. But he did it just fine. So it, it's also fun to, 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 to share the improv with people, which you do with your dancers. Absolutely. And teach them how to just have cue. fun with it. Mm -hmm. And cue. So ours is not just an individual improv. Ours is a group improv. So we have to share cues and gestures and nonverbal communication to signal what's coming next. And not only do we do it with our dance, we do it with a... a a variety of props, including the swords, the single sword, the double sword, candles, veils, fire. Hand gestures? <laughs> <laughs> a few. Uh, hands. If, if, you don't hands. Get the, if you don't get it on cue, you're going to get a hand gesture. Go ahead, Davey. Go ahead. No, no, don't forget the fan. Oh, yeah. Miss Gina actually showed me how to do the fan. I got the wrist action down for it. 
That's right. So, and sometimes I know that the girls are not facing the audience. They're facing the back and looking at each other. That's probably where the facial expressions come in. <laughs> yes, that's probably the cues there. And probably a lot of lip movement. Or the oopsies. That's it, that's it. So, how long have you been a, dance, been a dancer? We say since you were 10 years old then, right? Yeah, I did my first solo at 10. And as a young woman... So, for any of you wondering, that's only 19 years ago. That's, that's it. Yes, 19 years yeah, ago. Yeah, we, we don't need to... We don't really need to. No, we don't need to talk about that. We will tell you that her husband, Mr. Ed... Um, we like to refer to him as Special Ed. He's he's like um, I don't know. How how old are you, Ed? I'm, I'm 49. He's 40, 49. <laughs> I'm much younger. Yeah, much younger. Yes, right. I don't believe that either. Yes, Mr. Ed Newman is off off camera there. He he came in because after we're done tonight, we might sit and have a couple of drinks and catch up on because we don't get to catch catch up as often we stay we stay busy we stay busy so one of the things one of the reasons i wanted to have you on tonight um is because two weeks down the road is world belly dance day indeed and you've done something every year around world belly dance day do you have something planned yet i do on may the 13th we are having a demonstration of dance various dance styles from our school and we're also hosting a fundraiser for Ayla's Acres. So I've been working with Ayla's Acres for about a decade, and they are our local no-kill animal shelter here in St. Augustine. They have pets They have pets up for adoption now, so please, if you're looking to adopt, or even if you're not looking to adopt, so, just go check it out, and you can bring donations, food, uh, bedding, uh, any type of new and unopened pet supplies. So where's the event at? It's going to be at Taco Libra this year. On so the uh, on, on stage? On, on, on 16 oh. and Ponce. All right. Very good. Right. Very good. And what's the time of the event? It is going to be at 2 o'clock. 2 o'clock in the afternoon until, well, there's margaritas. So, you know, well, 4, 6, Very good. 10. I am at the Pirate Museum all that day. Tentatively, although it hasn't been set yet, tentatively I was, according to our, what we said earlier, I would be doing a Pirates-only tour of the museum, but since I have not had time to set it all up, I now believe that I will forgo that, move it to another date, so that I and maybe some of the other swashbucklers can come yeah. down. We, we'll be there maybe around 3 or 3.30 and come down and support you. That would be amazing. We'll they have to... tacos hey. and margaritas. Tacos and margaritas and tequila. And belly dance. And belly dance. Maybe Powder Monkey will make an appearance. And Powder Monkey can come do the drum dance with us. The other thing, too, if you have enough tequila, there might be some more belly dancers there. <laughs> We're going to recruit. Yes. Hey, and I've been told... I have the belly for belly dancing. <laughs> it's okay to have a belly. It is. Belly I, it's better to have some wiggle. I, well, you're going to have some wiggle with yeah, me. We, we like wiggle. But I'm going to keep my outfit on. That way you can't see. <laughs> oh, look. Oh, there's boy. Davey. He's a belly dancer. Very good. <laughs> He's drinking Bud Light. I, <laughs> I, I try not to make this a political show, and we just step through the door. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so, there'll be no drinking of Bud Light at this event. We're going to drink tequila and Modelo. <laughs> I, all right. 
I I do see some new names on our list of people watching the show, so I hope we get a chance to say something to them as they're coming on. I Ransom Mayhem just said, damn. I'm not sure what he's saying damn to. Um, that's a keg belly. Oh, my brother says it's a keg belly. Keep hey, it nice. Keep it nice. I earned it. It's all right. I don't mind. Very good. So May 13th, that's two weekends away. May 13th, yeah, so please come out and join us, have a good time, help the animals. Um, we appreciate any donation, donation no, no matter how big or small. Um, and I have a big event coming up the first weekend in June. All right, yes. the first weekend in June? The first weekend in June is my Sweetheart Belly Dance event. And that's, that's a right. three-day festival, folks. A three-day belly dance festival. And let's be fair. There it is right there. But we do have to be fair because earlier I did make a comment that, that we'll be making a better list starting next week of Blue Lotus, Ancient City Sirens, the Seawolf Privateers, and the St. Augustine Swashbucklers because all of us try to support and help each other. And this is what caused me to call the powers that be of the other groups to go and say, hey, we got to start paying attention because also on that same weekend, on that Saturday, this is the 3rd of June and yours yes. is 2, 3, and 4. Yes. On Saturday, the Seawolf Privateers do their uh, their mermaid party for all the foster children in Flagler County. And I'm going to their, their event and doing a magic show for them. And some of our pirates are coming down to help the, the game. So our pirates of the swashbucklers will be going in two different directions to help either Ancient City Sirens Blue Lotus or the Seawolf Privateers. And that's the joy of having we all have of our crews. We have a lot crews. going on. We do. We have a whole lot <laughs> going on. We have a lot going on. Yeah, I'll be doing the sound and, and stuff. For What's this. that? I'll be doing all the sound and stuff for Miss Gina. Thank that's you, right. Baby. Yep. Thank you. Davey Longwood will be doing the sound. And I hear that he does it because he's, a, he's you know, he keeps the monkey in, in check. I hear that Davy Longwood work, works for bananas. So <laughs> that's a good rate. Yes, good rate. Works for bananas. That ought to do well. Uh, I I had to talk you up, Mr. Longwood. Make sure you get some pay out of all this. All right. So at least two bunches for you. So, um, what are some? Let's talk about some of your memorable <laughs> events that you've done. You've done. We've done a lot of events together. Uh, Old City Pirate Festival every year. Every oh, year. speaking of Old City Pirate Fest, Captain, yes, I do have something from that. All right, very good, Mr. Longwood. Very like good, that very good. That yeah, I just Gina to... messed up. Still in the show. Yeah, yeah. 
I, that powder <laughs> monkey was just, I, you know what? I, here's, you know what? Let me let me give a let me give a compliment where a compliment is due. One of the things I like working uh, that I one of the reasons I like working with Gina is because um, we've had differences of opinion at time, but we sit here and t figure out what the what the median is to fix that difference of opinion on how it should be. Um, I rely on her expertise when I'm setting up a whole line of entertainers and what she can and can't do or won't do. Um, and when she needs me to be a part of her show, what I can, can't, and won't do. And that's how professional entertainers work together and get along. But one of the really cool things about Gina's dance routines is that she's taking music. You, you would think belly dancing, and then you'd think all the screaming and, and the, the jingling and the banging on the drums and everything from the Middle East, but it's not. That piece of video right there is a perfect example of taking who who's the the female country artist that does that? Do you know? That is um, Sunshine Lee. Really, Sunshine yeah, Lee. Sunshine so that's a piece of country western music that she's dancing to. When she, when you danced at the Treasure event a couple of weeks ago, there was a piece of music that I instantly recognized, and for the for some reason I'm forgetting what it, where it came from, but it it came from one of the shows that I had watched on uh, Netflix or Prime Video. Yeah, it was a Spanish theme set and we use some western music in oh it. i know what the song was that reminds me the song and i do not remember the name of it and it might be somebody within our a crew that'll remember the name or can look it up real fast but it is the song that um uh santa anna played had a trumpet player play constantly non-stop at the taking of the alamo it is a spanish song that that was historically played to give the guys in the Alamo the jitters and the heebie-jeebies. Um, that song also was used in a John Wayne movie also. Uh, he used it also. Um, I do not remember the name of the song because it's in Spanish, and my Spanish is uh, terrible. <laughs> but um, you use music from everything. We do. We create custom thematic sets. So that's the reason I have different companies. And I know I confuse you guys out there sometimes because I have Blue Lotus World Dance and I have Ancient City Sirens Lady Crew. That's an example of our, our Spanish set right there. Yep. Um, and it's my favorite color, red. <laughs> red is a nice color. Red is a great color. Uh, but, you know, I don't really like to, to call classic uh, traditional folk belly dance. Um, I wouldn't... I wouldn't dance to uh, a pirate booty dance, for instance, or I wouldn't dance to certain pieces of music with classical belly dance. So when we're doing classical belly dance, that's what we're doing, or we're doing American tribal style belly dance, or we're doing a folkloric fusion dance. That should have the appropriate costuming, the appropriate music, um, the appropriate movements, um, the attitude, the makeup, everything needs to fit. So I like to do a lot of fantasy, and therefore I work a lot. I do a lot of commercial work. So this would be considered commercial work, working in a thematic set, in a thematic way with you, with the pirate community. Uh, when we do dancing with the pirate community, sometimes we do classic belly dance, but sometimes we do a fantasy show that's specific for the event. So There have been times where, I, where I've had the girls do more than one set at an event. And you have done it in such a way that you're able to change bits and pieces of your con costumes 
not necessarily the whole costume, because Lord knows we don't have a lot of places to change clothes all the time, <laughs> but at least you change bits and pieces, but also not just your costume, but your props. Absolutely. Your props are important, yes. um, and you do some great sword dances, um, and it's always, it's always fun to stand off to the side and make comments to, to the rest of the guys standing there, such as, wow, we better be nice to these ladies. They can handle two swords yeah, at the same our, time. It's our specialty. Now we're working on three, and we're working on uh, fire swords. Fire swords. So we just keep on growing, keep on moving, keep on teaching. So we're already set to do some things together with um, Edgewater, although the date is unclear right now. Um, I know 2024 Old City Pirate Festival will do something, and... We've already got so many plans that Old City Pirate Festival may actually now, once again, extend past one day. That's awesome. Yes. Um, we, we need more than one day. We need more than one day. We're just trying to figure out how to do it all in, in a two-and-a-half-day period of time. And so we're, we're working on it. But Miss Gina and her girls will be a very big part of it. Um, maybe I can actually get them to put T-shirts on and do some of the manual labor, too. Nah. Yeah, I didn't think so. <laughs> I, I I thought if I could get her to say on public right here, I would have it in a recording, a and then I could hold it to her. That's why I'm on here twice. It's a trap. Yes, that's true. And speaking of that, yeah, Miss Gina is the only guest we've had so far in our 80-some episodes twice. She was with us in the very beginning when we first started, and now she's here. And she didn't fall for the trap, so I guess I'm going to have to find some other <laughs> guys to do the manual grown. labor. Yes, <laughs> our show has grown it's wonderfully. Grown. Yes. So we we always have great guests. So it's it's a wonderful thing. A um, couple of other questions that I want to throw out, just so you can answer them. How many girls do you have? Right now, I have 20 active performers. Now you have them. I got to think how I'm going to put this because I surely don't want to offend anybody. But they're on various levels. You, yes. You, they're what's the word I want to use? Their ability is that a good word? Yes. Ability levels. Yes. Some of your girls are, are are novices or just starting out. Yes. And you have other girls that have been with you for long periods of time, and you trust them to do a good job. Exactly. And I send some of them out <clears throat> to do different gigs. It usually takes. You know, it depends on the dancer, but usually I require that the dancer knows at least two choreographies to be able to come out. And that might take a dancer a year. It might take her two years. It really depends on the dancer. So typically a brand new person will come in and take some classes, take some movement classes, and then start learning some of the choreographies. And then when it's a student-friendly event, then I will bring her out or him, and they can join us in the performance, and I would mesh her in or him with the more seasoned dancers. And then sometimes it's a more high-profile event, and I'll only send out the more advanced dancers. But now, everybody has room to grow. And we're all ages and sizes. That's true. That's all ages. That's the beauty of our dance style. I've always encompassed all styles and welcomed all levels of dance. The beauty for me is teaching and watching others grow. So off the top of my head... Um, one of your members, who's also a member of the St. Augustine Swashbucklers, is Miss Judy. Yes. And she's probably one of the oldest ones in your group? No. No. You don't have to say 
complete name. Anyway, but not, what's, the, what's the oldest one that you have dancing? The oldest one that's actually performing is in her early 70s, and she's also um, a seasoned actress, a tap dancer, and singer. Ah, see? Now, now, I need to get her to come over here because one of the things I've always wanted to learn how to do is tap dance. <laughs> she's fabulous. I'd love to learn to tap dance. She's uh, fabulous. And my oldest student right now is 96. Wow, 96. 96. Hey, Ed, there's still hope for us. <laughs> for everybody. There's hope for all of us. So when you put the girls on the stage and you're, you're in your formation, I guess that's a good word to use, you're in your formation. Um, we talked about this once before. Um, the girls that are to, and again, I always want to make sure that I'm <laughs> phrasing this right. So the girls that you're bringing in for maybe their first or their second time or they're new to an actual performance with an audience, you keep them towards the back of the group. Yes. Not for any other reason than that, that they will feel more comfortable without all the eyes directly on them, correct? Exactly. Okay. So we, we, yes. we phrased that proper then, didn't we? We did. Okay. Indeed. So, I mean, I... I you know more than you know as much as anyone that you can only teach so many things in the classroom. Right. Eventually, you have to go out in the field with anything, and you have to apprentice, and you have to. For us, you have to put on the makeup, you have to put on the costume, you have to learn how to manipulate the costume if there's a problem, if there's a malfunction with your costume, malfunction with your prop. We have to deal with wind elements. It's not always pristine when we go out to festivals and dance. We don't have a stage many times. We many times dance. you're on grass. We have to dance on grass. And that's concrete, not easy. Mulch, you know, so we have to make it happen. I can't teach those things in the classroom. So the more they come out, the more that they, that they have opportunities to come out to student-friendly performances, the, the more they learn. And then they grow, and then they're the front row person. And they have, and then they're sent out to more high-profile events. You know, I also don't want a brand new dancer uh, in a situation where she's very close to the audience because that can be very intimidating. True. So I'll try to choose a, an opportunity for her or him in which there's plenty of space between the new dancer and the audience, so it's not as intimidating. You just said him. Have you got it? You don't have any male dancers. I right don't now, have do any male performers, but <laughs> I do have some male students and. I would love to have male performers. <laughs> Belly dancers traditionally were male. Yes, well, this one won't be one. <laughs> I, I'm going to stick with being the captain of a pirate crew. Good luck, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Fun drinking that Bud Light. Yeah, that's it. I, we removed all that, that's for sure. There so, was a very famous male Middle Eastern dancer. And speaking of that, then, that kind of segues into another question. You've actually gone more than once, probably more than a half a dozen times, maybe more than that, you've actually gone to points throughout the Middle East Indeed. to participate with, so you've met some of the most recognized or famous belly dancers in the world. I have. And you've danced with them. I have. And they recognize your talents also. I hope so. Yes, I think they do because this last time that you went, um, remind me where you went because I did see one of the pictures you took that you were actually on the poster on bus stops. Where where was that at? <laughs> that was for a festival in Orlando. Oh, it was, it darn. Wasn't, it wasn't Egypt. I'm well, sorry. Oh, there's Egypt. That's for real. That, that one's for real. <laughs> there are the pyramids in the back. 
And uh, you can't see Ed because he fell off the camel on one side. <laughs> so uh, let's talk about some of your, your experiences traveling. You've gotten to go over there and see the Nile and see the pyramids and see the Sphinx. and, and um, There's nothing like it. There is, there's nothing like it in the world. For me, the birthplace of the dance is in Egypt. Um, the, depict, the, the earliest depictions of dance um, are, from, are from Egypt. I really believe, and there's a lot of controversy about where the dance originates and why it was, it was started, uh, but most historians believe that it started in Egypt, and it was started as a ritual dance or a birth dance or a fertility dance in order to strengthen the muscles that you would need for childbirth. Um, it's a dance of joy. It's a dance of celebration. It can even be a dance of our dance, not so much, but there are dances of war with certain props that are representative of that. So there's a huge amount of history, and with Egypt being the birthplace of it, and my partner, my, my newest partner, um, I've been partnering with Ahmed for two years now. Um, we're partners in the festival now and hosting a belly dance competition as a master instructor. He's Egyptian and was in the Cairo Ballet. So he has taught me a lot and um, has a huge amount of knowledge. He was also a Broadway dancer. So, so he comes to the States. Has he come here to he Florida? Lives, he lives in the United States, but he travels back and forth to Egypt often. Has he come to St. Augustine? Yeah. Wow. Yep, and he will be at the event in June, um, and he will he will be teaching, and um, he teaches a lot on our tours, and I've been able to actually dance. And Melinda, are you out there, Melinda? Yes, she is. I think Melinda is out there. Yeah, Melinda and I were able to dance on uh, a cruise on the Nile River, so we were actually able to dance on a ship on the Nile, and we actually went in the Nile River. And, uh, Gotta watch those crocodiles. <laughs> swim and yeah, and there's, an there's time. that's Edward not a med. <laughs> that is not a med. That's not a med. That's Ed. That's, that's a, uh, uh, Ed. Ah uh, Ed. There you go. Ah uh, Ed. So yeah, uh, Nightingale in Florida is Miss Melinda. Yes. So she's she she is part of our crew, part of our crew, and part of Gina's um, entertainment and dance group. So. Um, I have a couple of other questions that keep popping back and forth in my head. Where is where's the most which of your travels was the most fun to visit the, uh, as far as cities and, and countries concerned? Um, well, belly dancing aside would definitely be Rome and the Colosseum. Ah. Um, and there's a lot of history there with dance as well so that was amazing um but my favorite place overall is the pyramids of giza in egypt and actually going inside the pyramids of giza um and cairo luxor alexandria they're all amazing places in in egypt i've been to the luxor it's a in vegas, oh, in vegas. <laughs> <laughs> My, my overall favorite, I mean, the pyramids are amazing, and that that's definitely the, the, the hot spot and my most memorable uh, part of the travel experience. But 
the rural the rural area of Aswan really spoke to me and when you travel down the Nile River you go through Aswan and we stopped in Aswan and I'm a country girl at heart I'm from Ocala so I still love rural communities and it's like stepping back in time thousands of years there's parts of Egypt that are extremely modern and they have the cat scans where they can see layers of fabric um, on a mummy um, very modernized equipment and then they have sections of Egypt it's it, it's like it never changed it's like you stepped back in time a thousand years ago and they're working with their mules and they're working on their land and um, farming and the people are very kind and generous and warm-hearted and if you buy a, a cup of tea from them they want you to meet their whole family it's very endearing it's it's a very loving country and it's it's sad to me that we have extremists and people have this view sometimes of the Muslim culture and their people and it's really a false view I mean in the end we're all the same in the end we all want the same things we want to have our families we want to live a, a good life we want to be healthy and happy they all want the same things so that that was really my favorite part of it when we when we talk of history historically especially when it comes to religious groups every religious group there are two things i can honestly say about history that is pretty much true and not easy to fight every culture has its extremists absolutely the extremists are the ones that that are the ones that they may create change but they do create trouble yes the other thing i can always say is this when it comes to the history of slavery every culture in the world at one point in time in the history of that particular culture has been either the slave or the slaveholder every Absolutely. culture indentured slave yep. irish uh, when when mm -hmm. african tribes take over each other in war the losers are, are taken as, as slaves same when uh, uh, Genghis Khan Alexander the Great William the Conqueror even um, American indigenous tribes when they would fight amongst themselves in the times before the United States came about these tribes would fight with each other and they'd win over a tribe and and the losers become the slaves they become they become a commodity they become something that's valuable and every culture has had that it's not just something that that sprung up out of nowhere no it's always when the united there. states started mm -hmm. it, it it has been going on ever since and there's even references to slave slavery in the bible indeed so um it, it and again we always try i one day this will it, it'll happen anyway but we always try to make sure that we never do too much that's too political i always want to make sure the show is always fun full of history and we get a chance to talk and have great guests but that's two two things in history that are, are the same slavery is the same worldwide historical wide and so are extremists so this brings me one other question and i know i've had conversations with your husband with ed before on some of it and he's told me some things which i would expect but at any point in time when you were in some of these countries did you ever have any fear no um no i think that we proceeded with caution um particularly in the beginnings of the travels but i think you just have to use common sense you know there's places in the united states that you don't want to go 
you know, after a certain time. Um, and I think it's the same there. I never felt threatened at all. Uh, I was a little scared to drink the water, <laughs> and I, I, I didn't drink drink any uh, a water or have a drink with ice outside of the resort area. So, and I never got sick. But some folks did get sick. You do have to be careful, and it's only because we're not used to it. You know, I grew up, like I said, in rural rural Marion County, Florida. I, I've lived here in Florida my entire life. And I grew up on a small parcel of land, and we had our own well. So if you visited and you had drank from that well, you'd probably get sick. Right. Your your body... Your body gets used to it. Gets used to whatever. It's the same when I spent time in seven, seven eight, nine countries in the far, in the middle, in the far East. Um, and it's the same. You have to be very careful. And I made a mistake once when I was in Korea, and I ate the wrong stuff, and it... It made me. Oh, it killed me. It made me. It actually gave me um, a a non-infectious kind of hepatitis. Mm. It put me in the hospital for three weeks. Yeah. And um, so you have to be very careful. And again, common sense is the most most important thing. You have to be careful. And you know the the other thing about um, Egypt is that the pharmaceutical uh, companies will give you medications, which is quite different than here in the United States. So you can just go into the pharmacy, talk to the pharmacy staff, and receive medications. Like I got medications for, for my eye when I was there. Or if you want to buy Viagra, <laughs> you can buy it. <laughs> well, maybe the next time you go over, we'll expect a case sent back to us. There you go. Right. So my husband said he was going to become a, you know, Viagra. A Viagra, a, a dealer. All right, very good. <laughs> That's it. I won't be on here three times. <laughs> so, Ed, Ed, Davey Longwood. Yes. As we do, as I'm looking at our sponsors and everything we got going here, we sometimes in this point do a video highlight of the week. Did you find at least one other video of, of Miss Gina and her girls? That was the oh. I got you on the spot now, don't I? <laughs> I so while he's looking for at least one more, I'm sure he'll find something in a few minutes. Do you have a vision of where you're going with all this? Um I knew I'd get you a good one. Wow. Well, I always speak from the heart. I'm not I'm not a rehearsed type of a person. Right. Um I think that my dance journey it's been a long one and i never set out i never set out to be an an instructor and certainly never to have been an active instructor for so many years um people just started asking me to teach them and then my school grew and i've been asked now to teach outside at different events now so that's growing um and whenever you teach something, you learn even more. You, you gain a, a, a deeper knowledge. Um, so now I think I'm just going to continue performing, continue teaching, continue building the dance community, um, continue offering high-quality instruction and dance opportunities. Um, the competition is new. We had our first competition last year. So competitions for me and my partner are a place of growth where you can receive feedback. Like, I don't really advise going into a competition to win it. Um, I advise going into a, comp- a competition to make yourself better 
and to grow in your dance. And so that's where I'm at. And continuing on with being Captain Cannonballs. <laughs> that's been pretty fun. Yeah, so that's, I'm, that's the fear of it all. You know, jumping in yeah. a little bit deeper with my, uh, my pirate persona. And I've been involved with the pirate community for 15 years. You have a ship now, too. I do. And so we've used that ship for some of our events. The Swashbucklers had a ship, and it went by the wayside, so we now have the use of your ship of for course. some of our events. And are working with the Seawolf Privateers. They have a grand ship, too. They're so an awesome crew. And they are an awesome crew to work with. They have a good cause, and, and we love working with them also. And because of the fact that they're those two ships... I don't feel the need to, to, to go and get one. I, I, I have the He's use of these two. I'm not building one at all now. Uh, I'm actually kind of trying to come up with some other kind of an idea for a parade float that is not a ship but will still fit with pirates. We've got a couple of ideas. We'll see what happens in the future. But right now, we just want to get through doing some of the things we're doing now. So besides the event on May 13th and June the 3rd, anything further out you want to mention? Um, just December. You know, the holiday piratical gala will be back in December. It was a huge success uh, last December. We had great food, great entertainment. It was a nice venue. It will definitely be back, and we will continue to um, host that as a fundraiser. My primary goal with pirating is charity. So it's always been charity. That's why I got involved, and um, that's really what I work so hard for. And when you're a self-employed entertainer, it's always about charity. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, there's something for your belly dance Yay. day. Very good. I knew that Davy would be upon it there. He's he he does really well. He keeps up with it. Very good. So. Davey, it's about that time for this week in nautical history. You want to go ahead and pop that up there? It's sponsored sure. by the Pirate Museum, ladies and gentlemen, one of our big sponsors. They take care of this for us and help us with the fees and the goals of what we do with the Pirate um, Podcast. But let's do uh, this week in nautical history, Mr. Davey.
good, Davey. As always, interesting things there for the nautical history of the world, sponsored by our good friends, the Piderton Treasury Museum. This is also the time between this and the next video, which Davey is calling up, when we do a little bit of mail call, where I share some of the mail that I get um, and the artwork. Um, I got this. This is almost worthy of a tattoo. <laughs> See if I can show this on the camera. There we go. Look at that. It was a thank you to William Mayhem from Riley B. And there's a treasure chest in here. Dear Captain Mayhem, thank you so much for giving our class an exciting and factual adventure and tour through the amazing Pirate and Treasure Museum. This person's going to be an ad consultant. I, I enjoyed the whole tour. I really like, felt like a true member of your crew. Sincerely, Riley. How about that? That's a nice one. And X marks the spot on that one. I save these, ladies and gentlemen, because they mean so much to me. They really do. When children sit down and write you letters, it must mean they, uh, that you've made an impression on them. I have another one here. Thank you, Captain Mayhem. Uh, what a great ship, huh? That's pretty good. It is. It's a great artwork Better here. Better my artwork. <laughs> <laughs> right, the Pirate and Treasure Museum. They even did a replica of the, of the flag. Let's see if I can make sure you see that. There it is there. You can see the replica of the flag. And this one says, Thank you for giving my classmates and I a tour of your museum. You have a lot of interesting artifacts. I thought that Captain Kidd's Bible was fascinating. I learned that pirates never say are. See, it works. <laughs> they listen. Or buried treasure, for that matter. I also learned that if a person... Hold on, let me see if I can figure out what they're saying here. Oh, I know exactly what they're talking about. I also learned that if, if a person's gun faces you, then they are a pirate. <laughs> Thanks again for the information. Sincerely, Justin Tripp. Uh, what he's referring to, ladies and gentlemen, is what I used to, to explain the difference between a, pri a pirate and a privateer. If you're standing on the business end of the weapon, you're probably a pirate. If you're standing on the protective end of the weapon, you're probably a privateer. And that's how I explain it. And so there's a couple of more letters in my old treasure box. Yes, I have a treasure box that I keep a lot of them in. But then when I get too many, I have to put them in a bigger box. Which always reminds me of George Carlin's comedy monologue on stuff. It goes from a bigger box to a smaller box to a little box to a little bag. Never mind, that's George Carlin. Rest in peace. On that note, ladies and gentlemen... Mr. Davy, are you ready? Wait a minute. I, 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 you got something else? On the fly, I had to put a short, a real quick one. Here it is. All right, go. Very good. That was at a Treasure Hunters event three weeks ago. Um, nice sword work. There were some great Treasure Hunters there from around the world all visiting. On that note, if you want to do nautical history, Mr. Longwood, I'm going to step back through the through the comments real quick. Oh, wait a minute. Before we do that... I, you I got forgot. something else. Yeah, hold on. <laughs>
Texas. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I actually did it. Play it again, Davey. Play it again. It's well worthy of a good second look. Now, a little secret. Miss Cece tried it also. It did not go so well. We'll leave it at that. Bye. No, no evidence whatsoever, and there's no recording. No. All right, Mr. Davy, show us off. This week.
Hi. I just realized I was looking at the comments, my glasses in hand, and I couldn't understand why I couldn't see anything. So we're going to go back to the beginning. First, I think I need to clean these guys off. They're a bit on the smudgy side. But I see quite a few people here watching and being a part of the show. We thank everybody for being here and being a part of the show. So let's do some of the comments real quick. Are you guys ready? I've gone all the way back to the beginning. I see Zachary Harker there. Thank, thank you very much, there, mate, for being a part of the show. Uh, another great show it is. Um, I see uh, Captain Ted Higginson. Very good. Welcome aboard, sir. Glad to have you. There's Nightingale in Florida. She's part of our local crew here. Black Sails Adventure Company. I had the privilege of meeting them this past weekend. It was an honor. And I will be figuring out anything and everything I can to bring them down here for Old City Pirate Fest in 2024. There's Gary Lavelle. Hey, Gary. One of our favorite photographers here. There's Ransom hey, Mayhem. Hi. On another Monday of Black Sales, Good Humor, History, and Course Mayhem, Lots of Mayhem. We can't do it without Lots of Mayhem, that's for sure. <laughs> we have to have that. Coming down through some of these others, uh, the Black Sales Adventure, Sky Jockey. There's Sky Jockey. We say hello to you also. And Shipwreck with Captain Morrow. It was a grand party you had this past weekend there, mate. I look forward to maybe trying it again next year. I will uh, watch the skies. Christina Kaplan, hola, very good. Hola. There's Danelle Everhart, ahoy. She's from the crew of the 829 over at the Elks Lodge hey. over on Anastasia Island. And let's see, Christina Kaplan. I did thank Harker, I, I, very good. I did, I thank you, Harker. Had a wonderful time with those that came out. Happy I got so many people in contact with each other for future events. And that, Captain Morrow, is a good point. Your event, like many events, it doesn't have to be big, but it does bring people together who have a like mind to have a good time and share their experiences as pirates. So on that note, you were 100% successful, mate, 100% successful. Let's see. Will the historian, let's see. I was just talking with Sylvia about a week ago about the order voting. Very sad day in the reenactment community. You're absolutely right. I see. Um, will the historian cause of the booty but I'm not sure what he's referring to now. I love learning about the guests. That's the best part, too. Yes, Donna, very much so. Um, Gunner Henley, you put on what your favorite part is. My favorite part is the excuse to have a drink. <laughs> <laughs> Joking, my favorite part is the live audience interacting with everyone. Lovely to see everyone here every Monday night. You're absolutely right. Uh, Black Sales says, what an amazing time. Nightingale in Florida. My favorite part of the podcast is the history. But tonight, my favorite is the guest. Oh, I'm a bit biased. Um, is there something we can do about having Nightingale removed from our roles? <laughs> <laughs> she's a keeper. Yeah, she's a keeper. We can't get, do it without her. There's Athena Rivers. She's watching us there, too. Athena, uh, dear, I'm so glad you could make it. I Sorry you were late. It's all right. Better late than never. Just yes. make sure you bring us some, some extra rum next time. Yeah. Crew of the 829 has a Kentucky Derby party at the Elks Lodge on Saturday, 4 to 8 p.m. Race on big screen, karaoke, games with food, drink, and special is available. We'll make sure we uh, do some more posting to that there, Danelle. Uh, as, as stated earlier, I will be down in Palm Coast helping the Seawolf Privateers. We wish you luck on your event um, and see how things go. 
Who else is here? My favorite part of Captain's Quarters podcast is where Gunner Hellfire Henley finally stops rambling incessantly. <laughs> I swear that man never shuts up. <laughs> uh, you're absolutely right. We can't get a word in edgewise. There's Katie from the Seawolf Privateers. We love having them be a part of our what we do. Very, very good. I saw something here coming up. I don't want to miss it. Um, it was put up there by my son, Will the Historian. Let's see. His favorite part. There it is. Favorite part. You see it there, Mr. Henley? Mr. Longwood? Favorite part of the Captain's Quarters podcast. Let me see how June 5th goes before I make a decision. <laughs> He's referring to the fact that he will be here live in studio with us on June the 5th. We will be spending time talking about June 6th, D-Day, and World War II history. One of his that he loves to talk awesome. about. We've got a, There's Mo from out in Las Vegas. Hey, so sad. You're absolutely right, Mo. Very sad. Uh, this has been a sad weekend. And there's Deborah St. Orange. Wow, I am pleased to see her here. Yes, hey, Hi. Debbie. Very good. Hey, Debbie. We hope that you'll continue to be a part of our family and watch the podcast show and enjoy. Every week is different. We have a good time. And we're still getting more comments as we weed through it. Ed lies. Ransom Mayhem said that. <laughs> <laughs> Donna Bogus. Donna Bogus says that Gina is an inspiration to us all. Well, I'm not going to ruin that statement. <laughs> uh, let's see. Dancing with snakes. Not going to happen. <laughs> you should see the look on her face. We have belly dancers in Michigan that dance with snakes. Yeah, I have friends that dance with snakes, but it's not for me. Yeah, that's also something that goes on up in the uh, up in the hills of the Smoky Mountains, and they dance and preach God, too. Rattlesnakes. They yeah, bite you. well, it's called the Pentecostal religion. Yeah, I don't want to be a part of that. <laughs> I, look, I hate snakes so bad. This happened about three or four weeks ago. Uh, Max sleeps in the bed with me, and I woke up, and his tail was hitting me. And I woke up at 3 in the morning, and I swear to God, I almost <laughs> killed him. I thought it was a snake in my bed. Again, Max. Yeah, poor guy. Hey, thank you for giving a memorial to Sylvia, Jason, and Sandra. That's from Deborah St. Hodge. Of course, we could do nothing but. We had to. It is necessary to make sure that all of us consider what we, do. we are in each other's lives. Black Sales Adventure Company giving me much, many smiles. I swear, mate, we're going to figure out a way to get you down here. And you should try to come down in the summertime anyway just to come hang out. With enough tequila, all things are possible. I believe that was when we were talking about who was going to do the belly dancing or not. You're absolutely right. I may test that theory out. Uh, Nightingale in Florida. I want to see the powder monkey, the captain, and special ed belly dance that day for charity, of course. We'll see. We've tried for years to get special ed dance. We will have to see if he ever will. Only private. Only private. And I don't want a private dance. Not at all. Let's see. Uh, Powder Monkey needs a chain belt. <laughs> we can make that happen. And a collar. He needs to be kept in control once in a while. Uh, will the Historian. Probably a Taylor Swift song. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, come on. No Taylor Swift. Google claims it was uh, 
I'm going to butcher that Spanish word. You're right. That is the right name. De Gaelio, Gaelio, I believe it is, but I butchered that terribly. Um, but I believe you're right, Jim. That is the proper name of that song. Um, will the historian goodness no? Will can't stand her. <laughs> will the historians? They must be talking about Taylor Swift now. I I'm with you, Gunner. Can't fool Captain Cannonballs. <laughs> Why is Taylor Swift even in the conversation? What did I miss? <laughs> you didn't miss a thing, Athena. Don't worry about it. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. Wait, what's her song? Let it go. Let it go. Shake it off. <laughs> take it off. Whatever. No, shake it off. Shake it off. Okay. Shake it off. Hey, yeah, don't take it off. Yeah. Hey, hey, there. No, no take I, it. Let's see. Uh, a Facebook user. Gina, make mayhem dance on the podcast. <laughs> uh, here. He skipped right over that. There you go. This is it. <laughs> That's all we get. That's all we get. Uh, Mini mayhem can dance. Yeah, Mini mayhem can dance. We'll let him do it all. Uh, Will the historian, Athena Rivers, in the words of Bobby Boucher's mama, Taylor Swift is the devil. <laughs> Poor Taylor. Uh, I does that mean Ed will wear a chain belt? <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm not going to tell you anything else. We need a boys belly privately. dance troupe. Yeah, boys. privately. With the vibe. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we're getting close to the edge of this lo- this show. Uh, Ransom Mayhem, you won't find a better person or group than Gina and her crew. He's just kissing up because he wants you to come out to their event in October. <laughs> is that what that is? Yes. I Grace St. Clair. Yes, please. Ah, so she must be one of the ones on the, the watching from Facebook. If you watch us, ladies and gentlemen, from Facebook, all we see is Facebook user in the column of comments. We don't know who you are. Um, sometimes if Henley's not sleeping, he usually can look it up and let us know. Um, I, Will the historian he also right went here. to Aswan and Egypt is just an amazing place. Yes, my you rode a camel too, didn't you, my friend, my my son? You rode a camel, I believe too. Making it every day ransom. All right, Sky Jockey, when at the Luxor in Vegas, don't walk too fast to the window or you will have a bump on your forehead. <laughs> you are absolutely right. Aye, very true. Here's here's another one for you. If you get one of the rooms that has the um, jacuzzi tubs in them, they're right next to the windows. Don't stand up. Nobody can see you, but if you stand up, you're going to bang your head on the, on the window. Yeah, that happens too. Um, who else do we have here? The building is in the shape of a pyramid, so walking too fast towards the windows means eventually you're going to hit your head on the slope of the window. Duh. <laughs> That's what we have Henley here for, to give us those things that we can't figure out. <laughs> hey, now, in all fairness, some people were super confused what they meant. Uh, I'm sure, I'm sure. Well, you know, we are pirates. Let's see, what else do we have? We got a lot of comments tonight. It's grand to see everybody watching the show. Um, I, I do have one. I got to go back and look at something real quick. Um, Black Sales Entertainment. Are both of you watching the show tonight? Just, just curious. If you are, speak up. Uh, let's see who else here. Who else? Who else? Who else? Um, nice rope swing, mayhem. <laughs> uh, 
I couldn't swing like that. I'd fall half swing. Um, I didn't fall. I did. I but Miss Cece fell. <laughs> it was so it's out of the bed. Let me explain. She went all the way around, but she didn't have a good grip. And it was kind of like the coyote in the Roadrunner cartoon. She slipped down the rope and hit the side of the ship and went right into the water. Boots and everything. It was, um, it was, at first it scared me because I was ripping clothes off and everything because I was going to go get her. But she swam around and got up on the dock all by herself. She did burn the hell out of her hands, rope burns. Yeah, that wasn't very good. So, Rusty Cutlass wants to play on those ships. How about a shipwrecked float under the sea with mermaids? Yay! Ah, yes, that's a great idea. And it's nice to see Rusty Cutlass is watching us tonight. Very good. I would say that hopefully is Mark Miller. Aye, that's Mark Miller. Very good. Grand to have you there. Very good, very good. And you know what? Mark Miller, give me a holler. You left a message about your uh, pontoon boat and you want a place to park it. Summer's coming up. Maybe we can put on our pirate outfits and go float out in front of the um, the seawall and just sit and sing songs for people. But we need a big long stick with a basket on it so we can get tips. <laughs> uh, I, let's see. Uh, boy, do we? I once went swinging on a rope. Thought I was Tarzan. Turned out I was more like George the Jungle. <laughs> That's Will the historian again. Yes. Ah, John Boyd, Tinker is on watching hey. us. Very good. Hey, Tinker, good to see you on board. Ah, yes, John had to have some 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 surgery Surgery's taken right care now. of, and hopefully he's doing much better now. Let's see. Uh, Will the historian, the Holiness Church has handled snakes in North Alabama. Not a great worship service, but man, they are good at pest control. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, we are in and excited to make landfall with you all in Florida. Black Sales Adventure Company. Hey. Very good. Ah, Logan Spencer. Very good. A new friend of ours. Hey, He's Logan. out of Savannah. Nice to see you, Mr. Logan. And I sent him an invite to come down and hang out if he gets the chance on Friday evening. Friday happens to be Cinco de Mayhem. If you didn't know that, it is an official thing. It is. Cinco de Mayhem. I, it is a kickoff of my birthday weekend. And for those of you that were curious, I yes, I am turning 65 years old this weekend. 65 Hi. Young. Black Sales Adventure Company says, yes, they both are there. Very good. Hey. Just wanted to talk to the lovely half of the, of the duo there at Black Sales Adventure Company. Remember, I did offer you to trade up if you need to. Keep that in mind. I. Hey. <laughs> 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 So good hey. to meet you guys, Black Sales. So does that mean I get one that's half of 65? Uh, that's it. Yes, you can. You can go for younger now. Yeah. All right. Uh, fellow Thank North Carolina, though, I'm in Savannah now. Yes. So let's see. Logan. Cheers, Captain. Thank you very much. Look at that. We've made it all the way to the bottom. We've got quite a bit of people watching us tonight. We're very happy for all of you here. Thank you very much. I know the only reason you came here is because I actually secretly said that Gina was going to pole dance tonight, but that's not true. That's another style. It was. It's another style, and you can see I don't have a pole here, but you fell for it because you came in and watched. There you go. That's all it's about. So let us do what we always do at this time, guest on the horizon. Ladies and gentlemen, 
We hope to have Steve Wetzel next week. I have to confirm that this week. T.A. Burroughs on the 15th of May. He's a comedy and music legend that I was lucky enough to have as a partner for about two years in 91 and 92 and 93. We traveled around doing all kinds of comedy and magic shows. He is a great talent. Um, I still, my biggest love of him is that he, he could do Wolfman Jack and Mom's Mabley. I, I still remember that. Henry Yamada was a pirate actor on Pirates of the Caribbean, and we're working on a couple of others. Uh, Memorial Day, we haven't decided what we're going to do. William McRae, my own son, history of D-Day will be here in St. Augustine. Joe Hughes, a comedian, I've done some work with him. Go all the way down, you see June and July and, and part of August are empty right now, but we do have a couple of things happening. Um, I believe the chief of the fire department of St. John's County has agreed to July 10th. And I'm working on a couple of other city officials to come and be a part of our show at some point in time this summer. Ron Brown will be talking about National Rum Day. He makes rum. I have some of it in my cabinet. And John Miriam, National Radio Broadcast Day. He is with 105.5 Radio here in the area. Nice. So we'll be bringing him along. We have some great people that want to be guests on the show. And you see we've got some space. If you're the captain of a crew or the leader of a group, and you want to be on our show and talk about what your group does to let people know, ladies and gentlemen, we're getting 17,000 views a week on all of our episodes combined, and I'm sure that we could get you in here to help us out and us to help you out. That's what it's all about, ladies and gentlemen. That's what we do with this show. We have a good time with it, but we get to spread the good word of what people are doing with their time. And we drink rum. And we drink rum, that's right, yes. And we're going to drink some more in just a few minutes. We, I have to be careful now because, you know, some of you will remember the episode I did about a year ago where I wasn't feeling up to it and I took a small gummy. <laughs> it was so funny. Yeah. The last, the last 15 minutes, 15 minutes of the show uh, was hilarious. I actually have to say I laughed at myself, too. Um Ransom Mayhem says, don't put CC up for grabs for, for a trade-up. <laughs> no trade. Thank you. Right. No trade. Yeah, so there you have it. So on our schedule or our script that I always write that we pretty well stick to, um, let's do the reveal of the joke. Is that next? Yes, yep. that's next. What? <laughs> okay, mate. It's time for the answer to the joke of the week. Why is pirating so addictive? The answer is, they say, once you lose your first hand, you get hooked. <laughs> I, I'm not sure I heard most of that. Either, either I'm getting, my 65-year-old ears need some work, or we got to work on Mayhem, Minnie Mayhem's voice a little bit. What's the answer? So, ladies and gentlemen, this is the point in time where we have to say thank you to everybody that's part of our show, and we do it now with the video. Mr. Longwood.
is. Aye, very good. <laughs> <coughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have eight platforms that we're on, and I'm actually, I haven't told Mr. Longwood and Mr. Hellfire this, but I'm researching two other platforms I'm hoping to add to what we're doing. But if you want to watch us, ladies and gentlemen, as soon as the show cans tonight, it downloads to YouTube, Spotify, and Instagram, so you can watch us on those three platforms. If you just want to listen to us because you're driving in the car and can't be watching things, but you can listen, you can catch us on Stitcher, iHeart, CastBox, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Music. So we'll maybe adding a couple more to that. If you want to help support us, ladies and gentlemen, we have Patreon. We always need that. And that money goes to helping us pay for the fees and the schedules of what we're doing. We have 889 subscribers, ladies and gentlemen. That means we're 111 short of 1,000. You can see all the views we get and what we're getting in the past, our top videos the last 48 hours. So... We want you to be a part of the show. 889. I'm trying to come up with something that when we hit 1,000, I can figure out something that would be really cool to do for all 1,000 of our first subscribers. We're working on it, and we do have a way of checking and see who all our subscribers are. So we'll be able to have that list, and we want to do something really special for all of them. I'm not sure what it'll be yet. But I think we're about two or three months from that. If we do it faster than that, I'll be thrilled. A thousand is our goal, and then after that, well, the world is our oyster. We ought to have a good time with it. On closing, though, before we close, and I should shut up for just a moment, I always like to make sure our guest has at least something that they might want to close with. Captain's Quarters Podcast is at the bottom. That's how you can email us. And Mr. Longwood, do we have some contact information for Miss Gina's group while she's saying her last words? Yeah, it depends how much does she want. I got that. <laughs> where you can get her. What do you have? <laughs> com. There you go. Yeah. So how would you like oh, to close the show tonight, Miss Gina? Sweetheart Gala. I'd just like to ask you to support um, our charity, Ayla's Acres, at our uh, event on May the 13th. If you can't come on May the 13th and you would like to make a donation of unopened pet food or pet supplies or bedding, um, you can contact me privately. You can drop it off at my home or another place that I teach. We would really appreciate any and all donations. The animals need the donations. And also check out the uh, pets that are up for adoption. Hey, and there's yeah. your phone number right there. Very that's, good. That's me. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Gina's done a fantastic job for the 15, 16 years we've been working together. And I'm sure that it will continue on for at least another 15 or 16 Indeed. I plan on living that long. We'll see what happens. I'll be an old pirate. Uh, I'd like to make it to my 80th birthday. You'll be just a little crustier. I'll be a little crustier. You know why I want to make it to my 80th birthday? Why? Because then I can stand around and go, I'm maybe. Look out from, for the email from my captain, husband, Captain Neon, and the Countineers crew. All right. We'll be looking for it. We would love to hear what you have to say and be a part of what we're doing. So, ladies and gentlemen, another good show. As I always say, if I have a guest, this show will go over an hour, and we're 37, going on 38 minutes over the hour. That's good. We've done an hour and 38 what? minutes. Yes. That's because Gina wouldn't shut up either. But <laughs> It's my fault. <laughs> All right. But as we always do, take it away, Mr. Davey. Part of the podcast. Part of the crew. 
always, we can't do it without all of you, our fans, our supporters, and all fellow pirates. We want you to be a part of our crew, a part of our cast. Thank you all very much, and good night. Thank you, everybody.